0: Imagine, imagine being, imagine being, twenty-five, and you don't, you don't have both your parents. My mama was my best friend. She, you know, I'm still really not over that. So you like, you kind try to fill like your space with a bunch of people that you think is making you happy. All right, get it together, Megan. Listen, here's the thing about Megan Thee Stallion, right? The internet is on her side. People love her. And with good reason. I mean, she's a great role model. You know, she's got her priorities set straight. There's a great reason for people to be really defending Megan Thee Stallion. The only problem is for me that from the bottom of my heart, right? From from heart of hearts, how I truly, honestly feel, I do not. I don't feel this is as bad of a situation as let's say the Chris Brown situation. And that's just based off pure gut emotion, right? If you're looking at it on paper, somebody gets shot, right? A guy shoots a woman because of possibly jealousy, whatever it could be. Uh and that's just a theory, because we don't even really know what's going on. But if that's the case, I, you know, on paper that should be way worse than the Chris Brown situation. Because getting shot at You possibly could die right so i understand why people are trying to take this as serious as they can but like i said from the bottom of my heart i can't fucking lie and say i don't that kind of sympathy that i had for like rihanna i don't really have it because of this i'll explain to you why for one we don't actually know what the fuck happened, right? There's video of this, so the truth will come out. But for now, I don't really know what the fuck is going on in this case. We don't know if Tory Lanez shot her, you know, on purpose, or if it was an accident, whatever. The only thing we do know from this case is what Megan This Island is telling us, that Tory Lanez had a gun. Basically, Megan This Island and all her friends are kind of hinting at the fact that Tori had a gun and Tori might have been responsible for this. Now. They're not actually saying what the fuck is going on, granted, probably because this is a very serious case, but, you know, that's number one. We don't fully know what the fuck happened, right? We don't actually know if Twirling's, like, purposefully shot her, right? We don't know that, right? So that's one. So I can't really feel bad if I don't know what the fuck is the situation, or I can't really condemn and or, you know, take this situation as seriously as it possibly requires if i'm kind of confused right confusion is kind of holding me back from like fully empathizing then um that's number one number two it was her feet you know what i mean like her feet were shot and apparently she had surgery and now she's totally fine so in reality nothing really happened right like she got shot and there was probably pain from her getting shot on her feet. But at the end of the day, it's been a week. It, it, that shit was like fixed in like three days. Like your feet are totally fine. The bullets missed any important, any vital part of her fucking feet, right? Like the bullets just graced everything that could have fucked up her feet for ill. So she's fine. That's another thing. Then I'm like, okay, I understand. You know what she's saying about like, it could be traumatizing, obviously, to get shot. Uh, but you're good. So it's like, that's the thing that keeps holding me back is like, you are good. You know, this could have been, this could have gone way worse. But for some reason, you know, she hasn't shown us pictures of her fucking feet, right? That's another thing. We need visual shit for us to feel bad in the Chris Brown, uh, situation, right? Imagine if that story came out, but all we knew was that Chris Brown hit Rihanna and that's it. And we never saw any pictures, Would it have been as bad? Definitely not. And I think people don't understand the importance of visuals for people to understand something, right? It's almost like out of sight, out of mind. You can hear something, but you can kind of compartmentalize it. But when you see it, right, that's when shit gets real, right? Like we saw the George Floyd, you know, killing. We saw the full video of a cop kneeling on this black man's neck for like eight minutes in 44 seconds I I think it I think it was. So, right. We saw that. And that caused all these riots and all these protests and like a real paradigm shift kind of started because of this video. Then you see the thing that happened with Brianna Taylor where it probably seemed even worse than the George Floyd situation, but it didn't gather as it didn't garner as much, you know, i don't know like they weren't crazy riots or, or protests or whatever when it came to um Breonna taylor's killing and there wasn't like you know real changes like they weren't charged the cops are still free out there right like you know that's it's still a movement arrest the cops that killed uh, Rihanna taylor but it doesn't seem like anything is actually gonna happen and a big reason for that is because like i said visuals we need visuals we didn't see the video of uh, Breonna Taylor getting killed. If we did, I bet you it would have been just as bad as the the George Floyd situation, right? But we didn't see the video. So that's what I'm saying with Megan's shit, right? Rihanna, we saw the pictures of her brutally beaten. And I mean, that just something in you as a guy or just as a person, whenever you see a woman that was beat up, there was something in it that you automatically feel sympathy, right? So that's why that situation was as big as it was. But with Megan Thee Stallion, we need to... Basically, what I'm saying is she needs to show pictures of her feet. <laughs> and not in a creepy, like, like pervert perverted way. We need to see... I think the people would, talk to, would take this 100% more serious if she showed her feet in, like, maybe the stitches or whatever the fuck it was, right? Because I find it weird... That there are no pictures of the feet, right? Because wouldn't you post it? Listen, this whole case, and at the end of the day, it comes down to this: this whole case is fucking weird. A lot of the things that have happened don't make sense. It's a lot of things we're on the uh, on the on the dark on. We don't really have a full picture of what the fuck happened this day. So I feel like the internet. You know, it's it's not going to fully react with like sympathy and empathy if they don't know what the fuck is going on. Also, the Internet makes fun of everybody. So I think that's another thing that I kind of don't like in this situation, how they're kind of forbidding anybody from making jokes. And granted, is it wrong that the Internet makes fun of everything? Yeah, because the Internet kind of has no feelings. But, you know, when you're talking about the Internet and like online on Twitter, people are making jokes about World War Three. In the beginning of the year, if you can even remember, you know, the beginning of 2020, there was like, there, there was, um, people were saying that it was going to be a possible World War three, right? People on Twitter were making fun of that shit. So you think they're going to make fun of World War three, but they're not going to make fun of this situation where the jokes clearly write themselves? You know what I mean? With Tory Lanez being 5'3", Megan Thee Stallion being like 5'10", him shooting her because of possibly whatever, the fact that they were together, there's so much material there for jokes. There's no way that the internet is not going to make fun. Now, I feel like one thing that the internet should probably do is acknowledge how fucked up the situation is. Like I said, let's talk about why this situation is so fucked up. Megan Thee Stallion, you know, she got shot. That's very traumatizing, Right. Uh, um, you know, she was with people she thought she trusted. That's probably very traumatizing as well. Getting something like that happening to you, right? Also, her mom recently passing away. That's another thing that we gotta talk about. The fact that Megan Thee Stallion is probably in a vulnerable situation because her mom passed, right? So all of these things combined to Megan Thee Stallion being in a very emotional place right now after this situation. So we gotta acknowledge that, and you know, if and again. We don't know what actually happened. If Tory Lanez actually shot Megan Thee Stallion purposefully, we need to get him out of here. We need to, we can't, like, support him. We got to protect Megan Thee Stallion against people like that. That's 100% true. That's where the protect back uh, black women comes from. But, you know, I don't think, you know, a lot of people say this, but I feel like it is true. Like, two things can be true. You can make fun of this ridiculous, insane headline, You can make jokes about it, but as well, you also have to make sure that the black woman is protected. I think you can do both. I think you can joke about it and also say we need to, you know, make sure that justice comes to uh, whoever did this against Megan because we need to make her feel safe. I think you can do both. Like I said, I, I, I feel for Megan and Stalin, but I don't know. At the end of the day, I can see why so many people are making jokes because I feel like this situation is not really registering for people you know what i mean because it is so confusing because there's no visuals that's why people are reacting the way they are on the internet so it's it's, it's shitty but i think that's exactly what it is so I, uh, you know and that's the thing people love making the talent so much that they're trying to force the internet that's what's so wild they're trying to enforce the internet and not making jokes that's how much people love her i've never really seen that before you never see people like yo if you make jokes about Megan Thee Stallion, you're a fucking dickhead asshole and you shouldn't be allowed to have internet. It's like people are really writing hard for Megan Thee Stallion. Like I said, I, know, uh, I understand why. She's been uh, a, a really big star, a, a good role model for a lot of people, you know, and just an unpro- unproblematic person, you know, somebody that a lot of women look up to. So I can understand why they're writing so hard for her. Um but yeah, it's just something of that rubbed me the wrong way that we can't even make jokes about it. You know what I mean? The situation is so ridiculous. It's almost it's almost fake not to make jokes about it, right? Because it's like you can't you can't tell me this situation isn't insane and funny if you look at it through the right lens. You know what I mean? If you or, or through a different lens, the right lens is just to get serious. But if you look at it through another perspective, you can clearly see this is a funny situation at least funny in that in in the like situational irony kind of way you know what i mean so yeah i just you know i just had to talk about that because people i mean people just love megan i didn't realize that until now i mean she's getting a lot of sympathy points from a lot of people you heard that opening uh that opening clip of her you know demia breaking down On Instagram Live. And it's interesting because Megan Thee Stallion, this is another interesting thing about it. The fact that she is being so vulnerable and that she wasn't really known for that. She was known for being like a gangster woman, right? And now this happened and now she's kind of vulnerable. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But we we are seeing a different side of Megan. And who knows? Probably this is going to lead to more vulnerable music. So at the end of the day, there might be some positive coming out of it. We just need to see what the fuck happens so we know what to do with Tori. Because right now, I bet you Tori's in a very weird place. I just still don't believe that Tori actually purposely shot her. You know, that's kind of wild. I'm sure uh, the the most plausible thing for me was an accident. He was waving a gun and it accidentally went off. There's also a thing of them being in a car, which I don't know how the fuck that happened. Can you imagine if there's some sort of, like, revelation that, like... Megan the stallion actually had is probably more at fault of this uh, um is more of at fault for this situation than Tori. That would be the twist of the fucking decade, and we just started the, the new decade, so alright, but yeah. I understand what Megan the Stallion is talking about, but it's like we gotta make jokes about this shit. And you know, when you're talking to somebody for hours this is a completely a complete pivot to another topic listen I don't even try to do segues anymore I just bring up the next topic I don't even let you know you don't even know when it's coming I like I, by the time you realize that I'm next I'm on to the next topic you don't even know what the fuck hit you that's what I'm trying to do but yeah talking to somebody for hours right I've realized there's something about that to me that i take it to mean somebody likes me now that might not be the right thing to assume but I just feel like I don't know. I feel like when you are talking to somebody, that just means there's some sort of connection there. Now, is it that you're extremely good friends with somebody? Or is it there's some, there's some sort of romantic connection there? I don't know, because I take any sort of affection and any sort of connection really as as romantic. You know what I mean? That's just my own personal issues, but I do. But I wonder if there is something to that. Like, because I've talked to a lot of people in the past, right? Like I've had conversations with people. I've had conversations with people where I do most of the talking. I've had conversations where the other person does most of the talking and I'm just kind of silent, but it's very rare and I can single handedly it. It's like, I can vividly remember every single individual that I've had kind of full conversations with, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I've had conversations, and a lot of the and a lot of those people, I don't know. I just see something different in it because, like, the way I think and the way I talk, there's I guess there's only there's very few people that I can do that with, uh, and maybe that's why I take it as some sort of special connection, right? Like when I'm having conversations with with somebody, you know, if I'm able to talk to them for a long time, like we have a six seven hour conversation, what does that mean, you know? Like, and 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 I've talked to. And that's what I don't know, because I've talked to people like I I remember talking to this girl uh, that I met. at. uh, Well, I slid into her DMs and we ended up meeting, which was the first time ever that has ever happened to me now that I think about it. But I was talking to this girl. I was able to, you know, arrange a meeting and we kind of hung out and talked for like six, seven hours again. And and. You know, she missed some of her classes. I missed some of my classes, but we just enjoyed talking to each other. And I can kind of tell and I could kind of tell there was some attraction there. Right. And not just based off the conversation alone, but also the fact that the way I approached me talking to her, right, was through a romantic sense. Like the way I even talked to her was just like, yo, you got a boyfriend? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, all right, cool. I'll leave you alone. I'll text you when you don't or like, let me know when, he, when you don't. Then I slid into her DMs once again and then she didn't have a boyfriend and that's kind of how we started talking. So if we start off that way and then we have a really good conversation afterwards, you know, in person, I feel like it is safe to assume that those two people like each other. Now, I actually kind of got in trouble for assuming that she liked me because I kind of dropped that little tidbit while we were talking. <laughs> I did drop that tidbit. I was just like, okay, uh, so you... um. I don't know how the fuck I brought it up. I brought it up in a very, in a good way. I think in a very subtle way. It wasn't like, yo, you like me, dog. I was just like, I said something, but I kind of let it be known that I thought she liked me. And then she kind of got mad at me because I was acting as if she liked me. But I was so sure that she did. And maybe that turned her off. I don't even know. I I guess I can kind of understand that. But to me, I was just 100% sure she liked me. And to this day, I still think that she did like me. But she was kind of mad that I assumed that. But regardless, I'm straying away from the point. The point is we had that really long conversation and I think she did like me. But then I've had it with other people who we are clearly in the friend um, category of shit, right? Like my friend Alicia, like um, that I know from uh, Julia the Burgos, my middle school, right? I was talking to her like I've had long conversations with her, but I'm pretty aware that we're just friends Right. But then there's times where like I don't know, man, it's a tricky thing. And that's why I hate, you know, being a guy in general, you're supposed to take the risk and assume and like find out if the person likes you or not. And that just makes you awkward. So I feel like whatever decided to do is just just not act, not care about that. Right. Like just kind of stay friends with any woman I meet, even if I do feel "Mm, there's some sort of connection there. I feel like she likes me you know, not even go for that because I don't know. It's just, it, I guess it, it, it will, it kind of ruins things. And that's another thing. I was talking to, to to one of my friends about this. We're talking about how guys usually fuck up friendships with women because they always have to act upon their feelings and it kind of messes up the friendship, right? Like if a guy likes a girl and they're just kind of good friends and they're just hanging out. Like, the guy usually either does a move or lets them know, yo, I like you. And I guess, I guess from the women's perspective, regardless of if they like them or not, maybe they just want that friendship. And so I realized, huh, that's interesting, right? Because I usually... That that like that that pits two of my personality uh, traits against each other, because I do like to say what I'm thinking on the spot. Right. Like I do like being completely honest and getting shit on my chest, but I also like to be different (laughs) so that because like usually I would be the type of guy that would just let my feelings be known. But I feel like enough guys already do that. And it kind of in, you know, listening to my friend talking about it, sounds like they just fuck up the friendship. So then I was like, you know what? Yeah, let me not do it. I'm going to be different from the other guys and not do that. So that's, I guess, my new plan when it comes to that. So I guess I just have to ignore whenever I have a really good conversation with somebody that it means anything besides what it is. But then again, what if like the woman makes it super blatant that they like you? Do I still act stupid? Like, uh, what's the most blatant a woman can be about liking a guy? I'm try- I'm. I'm wondering that. Like, how blatant can they possibly get? Like, short of grabbing the guy's dick, right? Like, I feel like that's, that's, like, <laughs> I don't know if that actually happens. You see that shit on movies and shit. And you know what's so crazy? I also see a lot of guys that women, like, shoot their shot with. I don't know what that's about. I've always been, because I've always, my theory has always been like that guys ultimately have to make the, 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 the move, right? That like the move to, they, to, you know, to take things to another level. I've always felt like, yeah, guys are the ones that have to do that. But you know, I've seen people talk about, it. I, I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna look into that. I am going to look into guys who women shoot their shot at, I mean, I'm sure it, you know what it is and fuck it. I don't even have to talk to anybody about this. I'm sure it's just they're really good looking and the woman is probably not at the guy's level. So, you know, the power dynamic changes if the guy's really attractive or whatever. That's where that's what happens. But yeah, that's just uh, but, you know, if this is all to say just a note, a note to self. If you have another conversation that's seven hours with a woman, don't assume she likes you and video games
1: are a real problem. They're a real problem, you know why? Because they're fucking fun, Addictive. and you don't. Yeah, well, I'm. I have a real problem with them, and you, you, you do them, and they're real exciting, but you don't get anywhere. Right? It's like you could do like like martial arts, right? You could learn jujitsu. You get obsessed by jujitsu, and then three years later, you're you're like an elite jujitsu athlete. You're like you're entering in competitions. You're a purple belt. You're, you're moving up. Yeah, you're doing well. Right. You're thinking like I might be able to open my own school one you day. Got confidence. Yeah, if I have a hundred students and those hundred students are paying me X amount of dollars per month, I can make a living. Holy shit, I can have a. This would be amazing. And then you see your jujitsu school and your jujitsu instructor has all these students and drives a Mercedes and he's got a nice family. And like, that's the future. This way you're doing something exciting and fun. And you don't, or you could just be playing fucking video games. Three years later, you could be that same kid just playing video games, waiting for the next VIX, whatever the fuck game is, you know, next Xbox game to come
0: out. And you're going to waste your time. Well, here's the thing, Joe Rogan. I don't know I understand your point but video games is meant to be a hobby now people take it as more than that but at the end of the day it's just a hobby this isn't something that you need video games shouldn't be something where like you grow as a person and you evolve and now you're like learning a new skill and this could possibly turn into a living no a lot of people just treat video games as a hobby. Now, obviously, it can become a problem if your whole life gets overcome, you know, over, you know, if you consume your whole life with video games, right? That could be a problem. I could see that. But video games in and of themselves are not a real problem. You know what I mean? Like, I understand why he's saying like he compared it to jujitsu, but which is a, a hobby. And, you know, I understand his point of like, if we're going to do a hobby, maybe do a hobby that like would benefit you as a person like create give you certain personal traits but that's not on the video games that's on the person if you're a person that just wants to escape from fucking reality the same way you can do that with movies the same way you can do that with tv shows same day you can do with music same day same thing you can do with books it's at the end of the day it's just a hobby it's a distraction video games don't need to be this thing where you evolve as a person and that's where he's wrong so you know he, I understand what the point that he was trying to say. He just sees it as like, you're not gaining anything from it. But when it comes to hobbies, which is what video games are for most of the time, hobbies are not meant to make you a better person. They're just meant to entertain you. But yeah, I truly understand what he's saying. You know, people, I mean, people went crazy at his statements. And I mean, that's just what's going to happen with uh, Joe Rogan. You know what I mean? Like, he's one of the biggest personalities in the world has the the probably biggest contract of any podcaster ever in history with uh presumably 100 million uh dollars a year for possibly like three years or some shit so that's the thing right like people are trying to attack joe Rogan and any little thing that's you know slightly controversial they're coming at him right and i understand that you know what i mean like that's just when you're at the top you know everybody's gonna come at you right that's just what happens but, you know, and, you know, I understand that, but also, you know, he could say something that's wrong, and this is just, you know, kind of wrong. He's looking at it in a, like, erroneous way. I don't, so I don't, I don't know, you know, Joe Rogan, you know, it is what it is. He loves video games, and that's also funny, because I feel like it's possible people aren't watching the full clip. Right? Like, they, they just hit saw the the headlines. People are being salacious. Like, video games are a real problem and are a waste of time for most people. Right? Like, you hear that, and you're like, oh, shit, this guy. What the fuck? He's fully against video games. But then you watch the full clip or you listen to the clip that I displayed, and you know what he's trying to say. He's trying to compare with jujitsu, but that's just a bad comparison. Like, you can't put video games to that standard. You really can't. So, you know yeah i understand joe rogan what you're saying but shut up dude <laughs> shut the fuck up oh man that's funny i mean let's see what these people are saying in the on like under the tweets yeah kind of like what i'm saying this guy probably gets home from work and watches football for four hours alone with a beard but playing games and socializing with friends is just not as productive right but i don't know joe rogan yeah well yeah ufc he probably watches ufc by himself. All right, whatever. I mean, listen, Jorgen said something wrong. We can kind of correct him on it or like explain why his point of view is kind of erroneous. But there's no need to. I I hope people don't think this is cancel worthy. You know what I mean? (laughs) That'd be hilarious if people are are trying to cancel him because he said this. No, it's just something that I guess he's kind of misunderstanding what the point of video games is. So it is what it is. And look, when your ex follows your podcast, but she never followed you in the first place. What the fuck can you do? You know what I mean? Like, if anything, it just makes me start to think about different shit. Because this girl, like one of my exes, I tried following her back. She has a private Instagram. I kept sending requests for me to follow her, like probably five times in the past year. And she never answered to them. So then, what is that sound? There's like a little sound in the background. I I was trying to... Not let it distract me, but I did. Sorry, guys. Uh, so yeah, so this girl, the, you know, this ex of mine. I've been trying to follow her personal Instagram for like five, for like a year now, five times, right? And um, nothing, right? Nothing was happening for whatever reason. So then, <laughs> so I kind of I guess get over it. But it was a thing of like every couple of months, I would see her Instagram and be like, let me see if she followed me, and then she didn't. I'm like, fuck, and then and then I just kind of move on with my life. But you know. It's crazy because, <laughs> it's really crazy because, you know, then all of a sudden one day she's following my fucking podcast again. It was like, wait, what? How the fuck does that make sense? I've been trying to follow this girl for like a, a full year, Right. You know, and she keeps not accepting my my follow request, and then all of a sudden she sends me. She starts follow my podcast account. You know what I mean? And why? And then I start thinking, and then starts liking a bunch of the posts that I put on there, and then I start wondering, okay, why the fuck wouldn't she accept my follow request, but she would you know she she follows the podcast like what's the difference between the podcast which i fully run or my personal account like what's the difference there well you're trying to fucking troll me then i talked to my sister about it and she kind of told me something that makes a lot of sense and is that the reason and this was not the, the first time that this has happened to me and 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 I think I've talked about it on a podcast in some old podcast I don't know where but this isn't the first time like I try to follow somebody you know on their personal instagram they don't follow me back but I follow my podcast somehow without me even knowing how the fuck that happened but you know it's crazy because I was talking to my sister about it and she basically just told me this theory that it's probably because they have a boyfriend or like not in not probably my sister actually followed my ex <laughs> and she actually know that she has a boyfriend and i was like uh oh. and now and then everything like kind of clicked for me then i was like oh okay i see what the problem is so she probably can't follow me back because she has a boyfriend so she might feel like she's leading me on or whatever. But. She wants to follow my podcast so that it doesn't seem as direct, but she's still able to follow me back because low key, they do want to follow me, but they don't want to follow me from the personal because it could create some drama. And I was like, ah, that makes perfect sense. But it's still weird because at the end of the day, you're still following me. So it's almost like a facade for yourself and for the pe- for your boyfriend. And which actually, I it kind of annoys me because it's like, if you're going to follow me, don't do it in like a roundabout way. If you're already going to follow me, just fucking follow me. You know what I mean? If but and if you're in a relationship but that's not good where you can't follow any guys, then I suggest you get the fuck off that relationship because it's a toxic one. But like following the podcast is like, you know, and when I saw that happen, it it took me back to episode 79 of the Empty Opinion's podcast, like last week's episode where I was talking to Giovanni uh, and he basically said, like, I will talk about how women will follow me, you know, and like I was trying to shoot my shot. And it failed. And he'd be like, well, they're probably following you because they love your content because you guys don't fire content. And I laughed at it. And it's funny, like less than two weeks later, that's exactly what it is. It's possibly what it is because they're following the podcast account and not me. So that maybe they're like nah, fuck him, I like his content better, and in that case, it makes me really proud of the content I'm making, but that was just kind of funny that, that that happened, you know what I mean, like, I, th- I found that really funny, but, you know, let's see, I mean, you know, hopefully that means that I have a shot with my ex, no, I would never go back to my ex, that's kind of pathetic, right, right, like, would that be kind of pathetic for me to go back to an ex, that's how I feel, that's my mentality, but that might be a really, like, Immature mentality, you know what I mean. that might be a really like stubborn mentality that kind of you need to grow out of. Because it's like, why couldn't you just go back? You know what I mean. Stop being petty. It is what it is. You know, you might just want to go back and try it again. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm thinking about that. That's that's true. But uh, yeah, she's uh, following my podcast, and you know, if I ever talk shit about her, she's probably gonna see it. All right, man. I wanna I wanna talk about this new. the Kid Leroy album uh, Which I was really impressed by I ain't been doing my best go I know, I know Running around town with your friends And they all tell you You can do better I won't, I won't I won't even lie girl, I'm sick of the lies And the games you play I don't, I don't I don't know why they, You gotta hide What you doing tonight Oh, baby, I, I I know Got all the little things That you do behind my back but I know about the places that you go, and all with your, your friends. friends. Yeah, I know. You always pretend like you're innocent, but goddamn. I know. But yeah, I can't be mad. I cause do I do the same Let's thing? Hey, hey. Let's go. Let's go. Alright, man. Listen, this is the new the Kid Laroi album. You know what I mean? Like he dropped this album recently, uh, well, last Friday. You know his first, I guess, like major label debut. It's not an album. He claims it is a mixtape, right? So it's not like his first debut project, like it's this big, full length major label debut. It's just a little mixtape. It's about thirty minutes. A very quick album, and I was really fucking impressed by it. Not be not only because this guy's fucking sixteen years old. I had no idea this guy is sixteen. 16 fucking years old. What? Holy shit. I mean, this guy, this is a little kid. This guy is younger than my little sister. I mean, what the fuck? And the fact that he's able to put music as good as this is, it just shows how fucking talented he is. But listen, in my first listen of the album, there was only really one song that stood out to me, and that was a song called Not Fair with Corbin, because Corbin's voice is amazing. And I'll play the beginning of that song, because the way that song starts... Like, you know, connected with me in a way that I don't think any other song has ever connected with me. I mean, that first line is exactly my philosophy on life, on fucking everything, if it ever loads. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know. You know, the internet and this shit is really bad. But basically, that was the only really... That was the first song that really kind of stood out to me. You know what I mean? Uh When I listened to the album. Because the first, like, bunch of songs, even the song with... um. You know, the song with Lil Mosey, which people are saying is a hit. I was kind of like, eh, I was kind of ant on. But I mean, this song with Corbin, I mean, you're going to see what the fuck I'm talking about the first line. And I mean, the guitar just sounds super like dope. Like this is the perfect song to cry to when you're driving late at night. You know what I mean? I can't come unless you kiss me. I mean, are you fucking kidding me? I can't come unless you kiss me. If that's not my philosophy and my fucking addiction to affection summed up in one line and my thing about like not really having not really giving a fuck about sex and really just emotion, if that's not the perfect way to describe that, I don't know what is. I mean, as soon as I heard that line, I'm like I was obsessed with this song. The melodies on the song are amazing. Corbin's voice is amazing. you know they the way uh the kid Leroy and Corbin's voice in the hook sound together. It was just a perfect song for me but that was only the re- that was the real only song that I realized that like really grabbed me when I listened to this album like when I first listened to it like the first listen through I was kind of stuck on that now fair song but as a whole project I was just like oh it's fine you know it's fine and then I started to really listen to it especially the second half and I found out something really interesting about it which is the killer Roy is actually taking a really interesting direction with his with like melodic rap, you know, Drew's World, Post Malone type music, and is that he's leaning really heavily on the R&B, and that kind of took me by surprise, I was not expecting that, right, because even when you think about all the like melodic rappers out there, like Lil Tecca, Lil Mosey, Lil babies melodic, you know, Lil Uzi, like all of them, they have melodic rapping, right, it's not really singing, it's more melodic rapping, and even if it has some R&B tones to it, it still just feels like melodic rap, right? Like, just, you know, melodies, while you're rapping, whatever. You know, things like, like Lil Yachty and Lil Uzi Verb and Playboy Cardi have, you know, uh, uh, you know, um, ushered back in, like, 2017, 2016, 2015? Whatever the fuck that was when they blew up off SoundCloud. But, yeah, this is the first, like melodic rapper right that's really leaning heavily into the r&b and it's making me really like it and i think it actually gives his music a lot of depth and uh, depth and makes it sound way better i mean that song with the same thing i was like that one kind of took me aback i'm like what the fuck this shit sounds like a chris brown song you know what i mean that's why i thought when i first heard it and then you listen to running let me play running a little bit because i mean that was another great song let me skip to the part. I know she mad at me I mean, come on That sounds, sounds so R&B-ish That sounds almost like a Drake Tell No, me, baby, it sounds like somebody I, I can't remember I who Who does you. that sound like? Baby, you. Like when you get to the, I'm to, you, to the hook I just keep on running back to you, yo Yo, yo, yo I just keep on running back to you, Yo, 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 yo. I just keep on running back to you. yo, 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 yo. Yo, yo. It sounds like, um, I don't know what it sounds like, but it sounds very R&B. And then when you don't think it could get even more R&B-ish, this motherfucker flips a Neo sample. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, when I realized what this 60-year-old little fucking kid is doing with the R&B, like, it's almost like he's merging R&B every day and, and Melodic night. Trap. And it's really time. fucking impressive. You always get mad and say what you could've you're had and that you want me to then make it right. I couldn't you're do that to save, save my life. Hey. You always tell me you and ain't surprised. Hey. You say this the last time. You're I get that you were right. I'm not the one with you tonight. tonight. And now I'm so, so sick of these love songs, so sad and slow. And I'm so I mean, s- come on, man. This guy is fucking doing something really unique that I didn't even realize the first time I listened to it. But the more I think about it, the more I'm like, this kid has some real fucking potential because I have not seen, like I said, a melodic trapper mixing with R&B as much as he's doing it and as well as he's doing it right. Like you got Lil Mosey, who's been sampling a lot of R&B songs but he's not really a singer. I feel like the Kid Leroy, the reason why he's doing this is because he is actually like a legit good singer. So he's able to do like grab the R&B side of shit. And it's such an interesting sound. I mean, and the other thing that's really impressive, especially for a 16 year old kid, is the writing throughout this. You know, granted, he might've had some help cause uh, some help since he is on a major label. But I mean, the writing in this is so fucking impressive. Like this, album this project this mixtape really really impressed me and you know there's it's not like every song I love I don't think it's one of my favorites of the year but what he's doing in concept is very well done I mean the fact that he kind of has a through line even though it's kind of very immature or not immature just like very young love-ish like fuck love and him realizing you know he gotta be selfish and all that shit that's a very kind of a young set of uh, young mindset right that's a set of mind, which I guess could be right, too. Whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. he That's a very young mindset. And, you know, it It was funny to hear. It was like, oh, yeah, he's going through it right now with the women. But I was just super impressed at the fact that he's going with a more RB flavor because that is for sure going to differentiate him from everything. But, uh, yeah, I was really impressed with what the Killer Roy did on this. I mean, if the most I was hoping for was just catchy songs right which there are there aren't you know even and that's why I was kind of like a little bit bummed out because in the first half of this it's not a lot of catchy songs besides the singles and besides Not Fair in the first half so I was just like uh okay so I guess it doesn't have as many catchy songs but then it turns out that it's less like catchy like pop melodic trap but it's more like catchy melodic trap r&b and that new variable thrown in there for sure impressed me but yeah that's my review of the killer roy's project i'm definitely excited to see what the fuck he does next i feel like there's a ton of potential in this kid and um i'm excited to see if he furthers that sound of mixing you know r&b and um and melodic trap together but uh yeah i mean i just love i love fuck love